Hello all, and welcome to Daryl Discusses. I'm your host, Daryl. Hello everyone, welcome to Daryl Discusses. Today is Wednesday, July the 8th, and uh, this is episode 11, I do believe. And this is the first episode I will be uh, video recording. Uh, uh, I had a few suggestions that I uh, record the podcast and post it on YouTube alongside Apple, Spo- uh, Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, um, Google Podcast, Anchor, wherever the hell the podcast is available, which is pretty much anywhere. But uh, yeah, if I do feel like uploading it, then hello. If not, then you'll never see me. <laughs> but uh, who knows? If, if I do feel like it, I might upload it. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Updates, news, new things that have happened since the last episode. Well, uh, number one, I got a uh, mic stand. I got a uh, boom arm, which uh, simply put is a, uh, a clasp th- uh, thing that has, uh, it's like an arm. And uh, here, I'll show the camera before I describe it. It's this thing here, and I can move it forward and to the sides. The audio might just sound a little weird because I just moved it. Uh, but here, let me adjust it. There we go. And yeah, I can now basically move my microphone anywhere I want within the little studio, which is basically my bedroom. Uh, but yeah, uh, what else is new? Well, first and foremost, TikTok. An app that I detest will soon, hopefully, be off the App Store since uh, Beijing is using it as spyware. As honestly, I find that a little interesting, but you know who knows. Secondly, I'm I'm very overwhelmed by the amount of positive reviews that the podcast has gotten, which is genuinely. A little concerning, given that I wasn't expecting anyone to actually sit and listen to this, let alone take the time to call me or message me and whatnot, say how much they enjoyed it. But yeah, I am very glad you people are enjoying this. I wasn't expecting half the support I got. Quite frankly, I wasn't expecting anyone to actually sit and listen to me just talk for half an hour, an hour, or whatever the hell. And you know, honestly, thank you. Thank you to the viewers. I found like a, a PBS thing. Yeah, this thing is brought to you by viewers like you. So yeah, thank you all. Uh, you're very much appreciated. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um. Oh. Okay. This is getting into like conspiracy theories. I I personally I don't believe in many, but this one I kind of believe. I have read multiple accounts. Uh, about five or six of people who, for example, the the, the, the most popular one that I read was about this uh, family who went to a COVID testing area, you know, a, a site to get tested and whatnot. Uh, they filled up all their paperwork, you know, they signed where they needed to, they submitted that paperwork, and uh, they realized that the line to get tested was much too long. So they, you know, they packed up and they left. And about four or five days later, they got a letter in the mail saying, oh, you have tested positive for COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. And when I first heard that, I was a little a little suspicious because, you know, that sounds very fake. But then I, I, I did a little research 
and it's there's been reports of that happening a few different times now which honestly I find I find to be a little um a little concerning to say the least sorry that was a water break there but why would the government want to forge these numbers in the first place or is it even the government I mean they could be doing it to get more funding or god who knows but you know it's stuff like that that it's it's interesting to read but it's one of those things that you don't really what's the word you don't really you know you don't want to believe it but if it is real then holy shit that's very very interesting uh, a few people asked me one I, I got a very strange request from two people and that was to describe what I look like which I guess now is pointless since this is being videotaped. But if you're listening on a listening platform and you can't see me, then I shall try my best to describe myself. Well, I am... This is so weird. But to be fair, it's not the weirdest request I got. But whatever. I'm about 5 foot 6, 5 foot 7 more or less. I am very thin. I... I have dark brown hair, pretty long hair. I guess it's getting a lot longer now. I will probably get a haircut very soon. But let's see, the front of my hair is about to my mouth length and the back reaches my collarbone if I stretch it. Um, I wear glasses. I... You know, I realize this is a lot harder to do. But yeah, I have a dirty blonde hair, dirty... I'm not dirty, dirty blonde, what the hell did I say? I'm nowhere near blonde. Though when I was a baby, I was blonde, which is very sad now that I have very dark brown hair, nearly black hair. Uh, but yeah, I'm skinny. I'm not very tall. I, uh, I'm i impeccably dressed. That I can't deny. Um, yeah, that was, another, that was the weirder request. Somebody was like, oh, can you describe what you're wearing in every podcast? Like, that's really creepy. But, I mean, I'll do it. But that's still really creepy. I think that was my friend Christina who suggested that, but I can't remember. But, okay, um, I'm wearing a black morning coat, a double-breasted ivory uh, vest, a mainly yellow paisley tie, a red uh, boutonniere, and uh, what cufflinks am I wearing? Yeah, I'm wearing a white uh, French cuff shirt with spread collars. And I'm wearing uh, Mont Blanc gold cufflinks. So hopefully that gives you a description of what I look like and wear. Which is very strange to say the least. I mean, it's not the weirdest. I mean, that is the weirdest request I got. Uh, another request was to bring on guests. And I can uh, very proudly and happily say that our first guest will come on very soon. It is uh, my very good fr uh, friend Destiny and her girlfriend, and uh, I'll interview them and we'll just talk and we'll probably be either drunk or high or both, we'll see. And yeah, we're gonna talk about lesbianism and being in a uh, same-sex relationship, and I do believe she wants to pursue a rapping career, so I'll ask her about that. We'll talk about college you know we we'll see what we'll talk about but you know yeah that's somewhat interesting 
Someone also said, that's Charles knocking on my door. Why are you knocking, buddy? <laughs> uh, another person said uh, to talk more about my dog. And uh, to that, I say, sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have already described the process of getting my dog. Uh, but if I haven't, then here we go. My grandfather, who I, oh, I saw uh, quite recently, actually. I was invited to his house, and we had a very nice lunch, and I conversed with a few of his friends and whatnot. But uh, moving on, my grandfather used to have a Cocker Spaniel named Johnny, who, funny enough, the day I was born was the day they took him home, which I find very interesting. And he, uh, Johnny, lasted 15 or 16 years, I do believe. And Johnny was this beautiful champagne-colored Cocker Spaniel. And because of Johnny, my infatuation for Cockers began. And so many years later, uh... My ex, well, not my ex, whatever, this, I'm going to call her my ex, it's much easier to, than describing formal titles and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, she's getting a dog, and so she was, you know, looking to buy a dog. She's been looking for ages, and she finally got one, good for her and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and I was like, you know what, I want a dog, and my parents have been kind of, like, on the fence about getting one, and uh, she, my ex, asked my mother... And then my ex started searching for dogs online and whatnot, and she came across Charles. Well, she came across a bunch, a, a, a litter of a litter of uh, baby cocker spaniels, puppies. And so I, excuse me, my throat is immensely dry today. And so I texted the lady, and uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, are these dogs still available? Can I go see them and whatnot?" Pardon me, thinking that. You know, they'd be somewhere close. But no. They were... Okay, I live in Miami. And if you can close your eyes and imagine Florida. You know, Panhandle, little Bay Area and whatnot. And so, I had to drive from Miami to Lehigh Acres. Which is a few miles north of Naples. And that was, uh, an, I want to say, an hour and a half long drive. It wasn't very much. And so I, you know, we drove up there, and there were, I want to say, four or five puppies. Two of them were brown and white, and then three, I think, I can't remember for the life of me, three of them were black and white, and they were all these adorable, teeny tiny little doggies. And uh, as I was approaching the house to greet the people and stuff, this one little dog this one dog, who ended up being Charles, obviously, uh, while the other dogs were playing and stuff in the background, Charles uh, looked at me and then ran at me full speed. And he, he jumped on me and he started licking me and stuff, and I picked him up and I was like, yep, this is my dog. Like, I don't care what they say, this one is mine. And so, you know, uh, we paid the lady and we left. And I realized how terribly unprepared I was because I didn't, I hadn't, and I hadn't bought anything. I didn't have dog food. I didn't have, um, I didn't have a bed. I didn't have bowls. I didn't have any toys. I had nothing. But I knew that this dog was mine, and I had to have him right now. And uh, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, after we got him, we were all terribly famished. 
So we stopped at a Flanagan's, I think, on the way there. And so, yeah, we ate, and the entire time I had little baby Charles on me, and he was running around and stuff. And then we, on the way back, the only thing that was open, the only pet-related thing that was open, was a Walmart. So uh, we stopped at this Walmart, and let me adjust the mic a bit. So yeah, we stopped at this Walmart, and we bought you know, the bare minimums. We bought a bed, which is a very comfy bed, and he still has to this day. We bought him a few toys. We bought him a leash, a collar, uh, a water bowl, and a food bowl. And then the next few days, uh, we spent going, me, my ex, and my mother, and everyone, we uh, ended up going to PetSmart and all the pet supermarket places to buy him, you know, more things. And uh, lo and behold, I now have a very spoiled dog who right now, the poor man is resting. He is asleep, face up, very comfy, I, I might add. And uh, yeah, I have had him, I got him when he was about two months old. Let's see, he was born October 1st. I was born on the 12th, which is also very cute. We were born the same month. But yeah, he was born on the 1st. I was born on the 12th. And we got him when he was about two two months old. So two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I've had him for about seven, eight months. And, you know, I... I hadn't had a dog since I was, I don't know, like four or five. So I'm basically like, I've had cats for ages and ages and ages. Uh, but I, I've only had two cats that were actually like, you know, house cats. I've had a whole bunch of um, street cats that my mother would feed and leave water out and stuff. And in fact, the first cat that we ever had uh, we had uh, a hurricane down here a few months ago, a few years ago, excuse me, uh, Hurricane Irma, I do believe, which was like the kind of bad one that came. And we, we were supposed to go to Vegas to, you know, evacuate and stuff, but our flight was canceled last minute or something like that. I don't quite remember. And so we went to stay with a friend's, uh, at a friend's house, at a family friend's house, for those that weekend and a few days. And then the day we came back to the house and we, you know, we finished setting everything up, uh, one of the neighbor girls uh, knocked on my door and was like, oh, there, look at this cute little kitten I found. And I was like, uh, that's mine now. Thank you. They had found him. Uh, my house has a, a, a little porch and then a front yard area and then a fence. They found him huddled up between the fence and the grass on my property. And uh, she picked him up. She and this cat was in terrible shape. It had fleas. It it was like missing bits of skin on its ears. It was all like tiny and fragile, and it was shaking and stuff. And so we immediately, you know, we picked it up. We bundled it up in a little towel, and we took him to a like an emergency like hospital thing for animals. And he was prescribed a crap ton of medication. And then we bought him a collar, we bought him a litter, bo uh, a litter box, we bought him some litter. And this cat was very picky. His uh, name was Ash, and we had him for a few months. And Ash was immensely picky. Actually, my mom named it Ash because he was gray and he looked like soot and stuff, and he had just gone through hell. So it looked like he was, you know, it looked like he was all burnt up in his ears and stuff. So we, uh, we named it Ash. And uh, we named he, him, Ash. 
And yeah, we had Ash for a few months. But Ash was terribly picky when it came to his litter for some reason, which I never quite got. So we... First we had a normal litter box with, you know, a little hood. Oh, I'm sorry, I just hit the mic. With a little hood and, you know, a little spoon and you scrape out the cat shit and whatnot. You put it in a bag and throw it away. But he didn't quite like that one. So we gave that one away and we bought another one, which was uh, electronic. Like, the cat would shit and there was a sensor and then it would, like, retreat the litter and leave it in a bag underneath. And Ash liked that box but didn't like the litter. So we went through, like, I want to say four or five different bags of litter, like different types, before he settled. And so he, he stayed with that. And Ash was great because Ash, as a, I would be on, on my bed or I'd be here on my desk and I'd be writing and whatnot. And Ash would, Ash was about, he was tiny when we got him. He was like in length total, six, seven, eight inches. And he weighed like a pound. And so he would crawl up on me and he'd stay here on my shoulder. Like if he were like a parrot and I was a pirate. Or if not, he'd go on my lap, and I, as I would write, I'm left-handed, as I would write, with my right hand, I would pet him, and think he would fall asleep, and then I'd pick him up, and I'd move him over to, to his little bed. And we had Ash for five or six months uh, before, my mother used to play with him a lot, like a lot, and my dad too. But uh, one day, my mother, uh, she couldn't breathe like she was having difficulty breathing and then one day she just was playing with him and she fainted and she was rushed to hospital and whatnot and we found out that my mother was like super allergic to long-haired cats uh, ash was a long-haired tabby i believe and he was beautiful he had these big old bushy face and a beautiful little tail and whatnot and i loved him to death he was great and uh yeah we had to give him away or else my mother would probably die remember at the time I was so so sad because you know of course my first actual pet and whatnot and yeah I was very very sad and then lo and behold a year and a half later actually two years I think I got Charles who right now he just got up and he moved and now he's sleeping behind me and Charles is great I mean firstly he's a very regal looking dog he's a precious 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 dog and i love him to death he's great he's cuddly he's friendly he's never bitten anyone he has scratched people but that's because i haven't trimmed his nails in quite a while and whenever he goes to like you know say hi to someone he accidentally claws them it's, it's not too bad like you barely feel it or anything it's not like he's ripping off your face but yeah excuse me as a guard dog he would absolutely suck. Like, no. <laughs> he rarely barks. He he only ever barks when the mailman or the male woman or the male person drops off mail. And he only barks if another dog barks at him. But besides that, very quiet, very peaceful. He just got up on my bed and now he's lying on a pillow, which is adorable. And yeah, but yeah, he's a very regal-looking dog. He's very sweet. He's very smart, which is weird for a dog. Like, he knows a whole bunch of tricks and stuff. I mean, because of quarantine, I've been able to... Excuse me, as I adjust. 
he I've been able to teach him a whole bunch of stuff, which you know it, it's fun, I guess. But he's not the most obedient dog. Like I'll go to the park, and he'll run off and he'll play with his friends and whatnot. But if I you know if I go, hey Charles, come back, he will not listen to me. He will be off in his little land that he'll be playing, and I have to go chase after him, put his leash on, and then I can you know take him and go home and whatnot. And one of the things I like the most about him, whenever I'm driving, uh, the space between the back seat and the front seat, there's this little, like, armrest thing. I think most cars have it. And so he perches his little self, and he puts his two uh, front legs on the armrest and his hind legs on the seat. So he just sits there all posh, staring out. And if there's nobody else in the car, he'll sit uh, on the, the passenger's chair. Which most of the time he doesn't do that either way. He just sits there and he perches. Unless he's tired, then he'll go under because the AC hits him and stuff. He'll go under uh, the the dash because he's quite comfy there. Not where not on my side, not where the pedals are on the passenger side. Or he'll go in front of the chair and behind the other chair in the back. And he's always comfy there. I don't know how or why. But yeah, and he just moved again. Hi, Charles. How are you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's see. What else should I talk about today? Now, I want to I want to keep this a very mellow and short episode, but one very last thing. And I I know this might sound selfish and cruel and whatnot, but uh, one of the people that I've talked to, uh, who is a giant cheater, has cheated on every single person is with. And again, I'm not trying to attack her or call her out or anything. You know, some people are like that, I guess. And. Funny enough, she has found, like, now she's talking to someone who is literally her as a guy. And this same guy has, in fact, he had a gorgeous girlfriend. And yet he cheated on her with, like, let's say this girl, his ex, was, like, a solid 9.4. And he would cheat on her with, like, 3s and 4s and 6s. Which I never, I I, I always figured if you're going to cheat... You should, you know, try to strive for someone better than what you have. That's just logical, right? But no, this guy, he'd fuck anything. And, you know, good for them. I hope they're happy. I hope it lasts. But, and this is the selfish part, I want one of them to cheat on the other and the other one to get mad and find out and get sad. So then that way they learn their lesson not to go around whoring. And I know that sounds very very selfish but you know it'll be a good uh you know it's it's, it'll just be really ironic because i know uh the girl is really 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 into the guy which is great and hopefully it does last and they don't you know fuck it up which they probably will but if you know if it does happen then hopefully they learn something from it and they uh what's the word they evolve as people that sounds very queer (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me while I drink some water. I don't know what it is, but recently that I stopped smoking, my my throat has gotten drier, and my eyes, like I wake up and my eyes are extremely bloodshot, which is very strange considering that when I smoke, my eyes don't, they get dried up, yes, but they don't get like bright red, which they used to at first. When I first started smoking, they would get very 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 red but now they don't which honestly i find a little strange of course i haven't smoked in 
uh, I want to say it's a long time, but it's been like a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't smoked a cigar or smoked, yeah, in case you don't know, I smoke cigars when I smoke a pipe sometimes. And I haven't smoked either of those in quite a while. And uh, actually, earlier today, or no, yesterday, last night, the 7th, yeah, I think, I don't know, one of these recent days, I bought some more uh, pipe tobacco. Because I have, I have a few pipes up there in storage and whatnot. And I, I, I enjoy smoking a pipe. I think it's relaxing and it's fun. And, you know, uh, a lot of my idols have smoked a pipe. I mean, granted, most people in the 19th and 18th century smoked pipes. That's pretty routine and normal. And I'm not condoning smoking. Don't smoke. Very bad for your lungs and your mouth and whatnot. I mean, look at Freud. Freud lived to be, I want to say like 70-something, 80-something. But when he died, his mouth was all sorts of fucked up. I mean, he had mouth cancer and he had to get like 20 different surgeries to fix it. And his doctors told him not to smoke anymore. And he was like, ha ha, fuck you. And he kept doing it. And eventually, you know, he died of a morphine overdose. You know, he was like assisted suicide, that sort of thing. And uh, Einstein... Einstein also smoked the pipe for many, 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 many years until I do believe his doctors told him, oh, you know, you should cut back, you should stop smoking, it's not good for you. And Einstein, you know, he listened, his wife took away his pipe and hid his tobacco and whatnot. And eventually I think he did stop smoking, but he always talked that, you know, having a pipe in his mouth relaxed him and whatnot. And I do believe recently... Uh, I don't know if it was the Smithsonian or some institution. They sold his pipe collection. And here, I'll demonstrate with a pen because I don't feel like getting up and getting a pipe. Uh, this is a uh, yeah, simple little cheap pen. And he would have a cigar and a, a pipe in his mouth. And he would he would chew on the back end of it. And so, you know, you can probably clone Einstein with all the, the spit and spit residue that's on these pipes and whatnot. And <laughs> I just got completely off topic. I was talking about what I did yesterday. And yesterday I bought uh, I bought some more pipe tobacco. Uh, the company that I preferred is sadly uh, out of business. It's been bought by a different company. I, uh, I quite enjoyed Dunhill. But Dunhill was recently bought by uh, Peterson. Peterson Tobacco Company or whatever the hell it's called. And so I ordered a, a, a tin of Dunhill Elizabethan mixture and I'm hoping that it still tastes the same and it still you know is the same but honestly I'm not I don't know yet I'll have to try it out hopefully like I really 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 do hope that it tastes the same and you know the good thing about that that uh pipe tobacco is one it tastes very good Two, it's not, too, the smell isn't too pungent. Of course, I can't smell. But I have had people come over and be like, oh, you know, then I've smoked in front of them and whatnot. And they're like, oh, it doesn't really taste like, you know, a cigarette. Or it doesn't smell like a cigarette. It doesn't smell like, you know, a, a hefty cigar or anything. You know, it's a pretty decent aromatic uh, flavor, and I, I quite enjoy it for that. Uh, what else? What else have I smoked besides illegal drugs? I say that, but I've only ever smoked weed. I think. I mean, I, I've smoked a few cigarettes. I'm not a fan of cigarettes. I have smoked nicotine, you know, those little e-vape things like Jules and those, the other ones. And, you know, 
but I besides that, I haven't smoked meth or do you smoke meth or do you inject meth? I think you smoke it, right? I mean, I've seen Breaking Bad, but I can't remember for the life of me whether you inject it or you smoke it. I think you do both. You can do both. It's like heroin, right? Or is heroin getting way off track? Point is, don't smoke. <laughs> but yeah, I've also smoked, and it's very good, uh, Prince Albert pipe tobacco. And that's where the uh, running gag, the old uh, old prank call was. You know, you, you call up your local drugstore and you'd be like, uh, do you have a Prince Albert in a can, which Prince Albert is the pipe tobacco, and they sell it in a tin, a little, a little couple ounce uh, bag, uh, excuse me, tin. And so, you know, you'd be like, oh, do you have a Prince Albert in the can? And the drug person, the uh, drugstore person would be like, oh, yes, we do. And the other person would be like, oh, well, you better let him out. Ha 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 ha. It's such a stupid joke. But, you know, it's if you're a kid in the 50s, that's like peak comedy right there. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I think with that, I'm going to leave it for today. Thank you all very much for joining me in today's episode of Daryl Discusses. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. And thank you for joining me once again. Goodbye.